drinks of cola, rookie streakers, number geekers, bunch of podcast wisdom seekers, Ben and Dandy, Ben Revere, Garrett Richards, Whisk Severe, I kick my league ten times a day, what else do I have to say? Welcome to the Monday Mailbag Show, we're recording this on Friday, June 30th, you are listening on Monday, July 3rd. And everybody, enjoy your Independence Day. You won't be hearing from us. That frees up an hour for you to go and set off fireworks and have fun safely with your family and friends and eat good food because Fourth of July is about food. Let me tell you about Buffalo Wild Wings. Sports trades are scary. One person can be replaced by another, exchanged for money, or given away for a hypothetical future person. That's always weird. Once they leave your team, you can't like them anymore, even if you have their jersey, which you can't wear anymore, except... At B-dubs. They won't judge, but others might. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. Adam Azer with Scott White and Chris Towers. All right, hello guys. Happy 3rd of July. Hello. One, one last day to be dependent on us Mm. before you celebrate your independence (laughs) from everything, frankly. Is it, is it a bad, is it a bad look if I point out that, uh, that July 4th is my birthday, and nobody got me anything. <laughs> nobody oh. cares about your birthday. Know, it's, America's it's America's birthday. birthday. It's only July uh, 3rd, Chris. We still have time to get you something. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I expect something in my uh, in my mailbox. But in all seriousness, it's Friday right now, and a lot of stuff's going to happen over the weekend, and we're not going to know about it. I already predicted a closer would be traded, so, you know... I'm just going to tell you that Addison Reed is probably just going to keep closing for the Nationals. So don't worry about it. His value is the same. Don't jinx this like that. <laughs> Come on. I want to have a quiet weekend. Nobody wants to have to open their laptop at all yeah. during the weekend. No major Nothing's going to happen. I just- volunteered to write the article for Scott. And he's like, he goes, oh, give me a break or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright, uh, so, our email address is fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Let's, uh, let's do some, let's do some baseball talk here. We'll do buy or sell, which I was gonna put in the Wednesday show or Thursday show, but I saved it for today, and a lot of your emails. Hey, real quick though, first, hey, real quick, I'm gonna give you an option, two players. They have pretty similar slash lines. They're both top five at their position. One of them has more walks than strikeouts. And mm-hmm. one of them doesn't, and one of them has terrible. That same one who doesn't has terrible platoon splits. So who would you rather have, Anthony Rendon or Jake Lamb? If you're telling me the slash line is similar, like I'm, I'm taking the guy with the good plate discipline always, always. Well, then you without have to take even, you have to take Rendon over Lamb then. I'm happy even, to do that without even getting into the fact that Anthony Rendon has a track record of this. This is what three three seasons now of being. Pretty close to a, at least a top 10 third baseman. Mm-hmm. Well, I would have to disagree that he has a track record of this. He is, as of Friday morning, <laughs> Anthony Rendon is having an unbelievably good year. He's got a 402 on base, 558 slugging percentage, and he had that three homer game. His numbers since then, 50 games. That's the crazy 1061 OPS. He has a 1061 OPS, not including mm-hmm. the game where he hit three home runs and had a double. Going six for six with ten RBI. <laughs> this is clearly his best season. And, and Lamb, Lamb did this last year before he hurt his wrist, or I think it was his wrist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. they've both been good. But are you prepared to tell me that you would rather have Rendon than Lamb? Yes. I've, and I, we I've all never had, wavered from that. Yeah, we all had Rendon above Lamb before the season. Nothing we've seen. I think uh, you just like Lamb too much. I, I didn't realize. I, that I have Lamb one spot behind Rendon, so I, it's not like a huge. But there is a gap there. Like that's. That's one of the spots where 
there's there's a change. It certainly feels like Lamb's floor is quite a bit lower than Rendon's. All right. Well, Lamb does enter Friday as the number one third baseman in in fantasy, number two in points behind Arenado, number one in Roto. And actually, I've been seeing some questions. People, I don't think people realize how good Anthony Rendon has been for two months now. And I don't think they realize that he has, as of Friday, more walks than strikeouts. So I don't know if that's just a fluke or if this is a legit, like, maybe post-type breakout. He's healthy and he's really good. Okay, so he's got that 1061 OPS since May 2nd, not including the three-homer game. Mm-hmm. I decided to go ahead and hit the the row above to include the three-homer game. He has an 1148 OPS over the last two months. That's pretty good. All right. That's bonkers. Hey, real quick. Who would you rather have, Andrew Benintendi or Andrew McCutcheon? Give me McCutcheon. I still have McCutcheon ahead. Um, and I, as you should. And I literally just updated my rankings a few minutes ago, so this is fresh in my mind. I have McCutcheon ten spots higher than Benintendi. All right. Uh, in my outfield rankings. And how about this June for McCutcheon entering Friday? Three ninety eight. Batting average, 486 slu- uh, on base, 682 slugging, six home runs, 16 walks, and 12 strikeouts. Could walk a little more. <laughs> <laughs> McCutcheon over Benintendi. And we have Brian from Atlanta, since this is a mailbag, with a hey real quick. Rodon or Samarja? Rodon or Manaya? Samar- I have a pretty sizable gap between Rodon and both of those guys. I do as well. Uh, Rodon not in my top 60 yet. If he had looked better in his first start, I would have been willing to move him up a lot more. Uh, Samarja and Manaya, I think, are both in my top 30. Yeah. And I would say Rodon's, like, Rodon's trying to be as good as those two already have. I guess Samarja's ERA is still on the high side, so that might seem like a pessimistic way to word it, but, I mean, peripherally, Samarja's just been so overpowering that we're not even paying that much attention to ERA with him. I wonder, though, going into the year, I would bet that they were going in a similar spot, but I would bet that Rodon was going just ahead of Manaya before the injury, and certainly they were both going ahead of Samarja. Yes. So my, my point is not so much about Samarja and Manaya, because they have done really well, but, you know, Rod- Rodon, he struggled with his command, but he, he actually, you know, he kept the runs off the board, he settled in, in that first start, and I, I believe he starts today on Monday. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I mean, he, he does have, he does have similar upside, but, I feel like those two have more or less capitalized on their upside while and Rodon still a question mark. Those two guys aren't coming back from a forearm injury in their pitching arm. Yeah. And this is the first time Rodon, I think, has ever really had a serious injury. So it's a question of how he'll return from it. And that changeup, you know, that was a big part of why he was so much better in the second half. He was able to get more swinging strikes with the changeup against right-handed pit batters. That helped improve his command and control. That's a feel pitch, and he hasn't thrown a, he hasn't pitched in games for three months. So it's an open question as to whether he'll have the feel for that pitch. And if he doesn't, we've seen he can be pretty pedestrian. Okay. Injuries, news, and notes. Philadelphia call up outfielder Nick Williams on Friday. We didn't have a chance to talk about it. And hey, stop me if you heard this. Nick Williams has really good power and terrible plate discipline. Fits right in with Major League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and with the Phillies, that seems to be a uh, a trend with the guys that they've been looking to acquire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is a case of one eight hundred prove it. Call one eight hundred prove it. 
because uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not just giving Nick Williams the benefit of the doubt in this outfield landscape. And it's his value in the prospect rankings has ping ponged all over the place. Pinballed, pinballed, pinballed. Yeah, I like uh, that more. Baseball America had him as a top 100 prospect in 2014 and 2016. Major League Baseball's prospect rankings only had him before 2016. Baseball Prospectus, on the other hand, has had him as a top 75 prospect three years in a row and a top 100 prospect four years in a row. So a controversial prospect, it seems. Okay, Nick Williams, we are not rushing to pick you up. And Scott, 1-800-PROVE-IT, is that something? Is that a thing? That was what uh, Old Spice deodorant used to want you to call so that they would buy you a stick of your own to try. Mm. Uh, that was back when they had much more straightforward commercials than they do today. <laughs> when they were the old man's uh, they were scent old and deodorant. Spice. Yes, yeah. they, they weren't targeting the younger audience yet. Ah. The Axe audience. They didn't have so Terry Crews. Right. True. Nobody knew who Terry Crews was. Do you, Terry Crews knew who Terry Crews was. It, maybe. That, do you, but he didn't really know who he was. He, was, he hadn't unleashed the Terry Crews. I know. Terry I, Tate. I know right? I brought... Wasn't that him? Yeah. Office yeah. linebacker? Yeah, absolutely. I think so, yeah. Absolutely. And um, Might not be. <laughs> no, it had to be. You look that up, Chris. Google that. I know <laughs> I brought this up before on the podcast, but you guys voted for for the new M&M color like 20 years ago, right? Yeah. And Nope, not the same guy at all. Really? Nope. <laughs> Damn it, Just Chris. the same name. You put that Just in my head. Name. They're both Terry's. Terry and muscular. Yeah. Um, you voted. Yeah, no, I voted totally blue. voted for the blue Eminem. Yeah, of course. It was obvious. Chris, why, why is there no blue yet? Chris voted, voted purple. There's blue. I didn't. I didn't vote. I didn't like my options. I decided to stay home. Give me something pink, to vote for, Eminem. Pink, purple, and blue. I, I do kind of miss the tan, though. I'm not gonna lie. It, it had kind of a, a '70s feel to it that I digged. <laughs> why are you saying there's no blue Eminem? There's definitely blue Eminems. Now there is because they won the vote. Oh, I know what you're saying. Okay, I get it now. Um, hey, I gotta tell you all about SeatGeek, the best way to buy and sell tickets online. SeatGeek, I've been talking about it for a long, long time, the SeatGeek app. I'm happy to say I get a lot of good feedback from the listeners. I really do. People who just went to their first Cardinals game, or I took my son to a Dodgers game, something like that. Thank you for the SeatGeek promo code. Thank you for telling me about it. I'm happy to see that, that people are really enjoying SeatGeek, saving 20 bucks in the process with the offer code FANTASY. When you search for an event on SeatGeek, you're done. You don't have to search anywhere else because SeatGeek does that for you. It searches multiple ticket sites, finds the best values, and SeatGeek gives every gray, every seat a grade so you can easily see your, your best bargains. It's a really useful tool. Now, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code FANTASY. That's promo code FANTASY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, the rest of the show is all about the people. From Paul Robinson, these are buy or sells. Buy or sell, Michael Fulmer is a top 10 starting pitcher and a Cy Young contender rest of season. Woo! That is a hot take. I'm going to sell it because top 10 is aiming super high. Sell, sell, sell. I have him just outside of my top 20. He is right around 21 right now. I looked this morning as of Friday after Thursday night's really good start, and he just... Oh, he's a good pitcher, just doesn't have enough strikeouts. I think only three players in the top 20 had fewer strikeouts than Michael Fulmer as of Friday, and they were Dallas Keuchel, Irvin Santana, and Jason Vargas. Yeah, he's a bit, uh, a bit Jamison Tyone-y. Okay. Except Tyone gets more strikeouts. 
And uh, buy or sell, Cookie Crisp is not a real cereal. See, I'm not sure, like, what is a cereal then? If you're drawing the line at Cookie Crisp, how what, what disqualifies it as okay, a cereal? Okay, so I bought this, like, <laughs> Chips Ahoy snack pack thing the other day. Uh-huh. It's these little, like, bags. You know how you get, like, little bags of peanuts? Yes. It's like that type of thing, except it's got Chips Ahoy. And I didn't realize they are, like, the tiny – they're, like – Maybe a third of the size of uh, Cookie Crisp cookies. Mm-hmm. It's basically Cookie Crisp, well, but it's portable. Well, Cookie Crisp isn't actual cookies. Like those are just brown dots on lighter brown right. circles. They're not, you know, they're not actual it's chocolate kind of the same cookies. Buy or sell. Like, buy or sell. I feel like most cereal it's are just sell. little cookies. They're buy. And milk. but c- most cereals aren't breakfast anyway. I mean, Cracklin' O brand is basically little cookies. And right. Milk. The only it, it probably cereal, has a higher sugar content than Cookie Crisp. The only cereal. That's actually breakfast is the old man cereal that Scott eats. What are you talking about? And it's all trash. <laughs> all all <laughs> oh, of my one, like shredded wheat, probably is cereal, right? Yeah, and, it, and it's and it's trash. I I, I don't enjoy it either. Need a little tears up there. the roof of your mouth. There's no, <laughs> it just you got to go to the hospital. Shredded after you eat mouth, a bowl of shredded wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Cookie crisp is just cookies and milk. Next buy or sell. It's from Patrick. Buy or sell, Jose Altuve steals more than 35 bases. Where's he at now? I feel like he's not 14. far off that pace. Yeah, that's that's about on pace. Not um, really. A little low. Yeah, I'm going to sell it, I think. Yeah. I feel like those paces usually slow down in the second half rather than speed up. He's having the exact same season he did a year ago. Yeah, who cares? Like, we that- never talk about Jose Altuve. It was a good question, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. He's gonna steal enough bases to help you in that category, and, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been awesome. Buy or sell from Matt. Buy or sell, Adam goes 26 and 0. Oh, jinx! Sell. Yeah, I'm gonna lose this week, pretty sure. Pretty sure. But I think I'm gonna go 1 and 1. I think I'll be 25 and 1. Buy or sell from, I guess I have to read this guy's name, cause, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, that's what it is. Buy or sell from Doodoo Brown. <laughs> Buy or sell. Raisins are only still relevant because of those old singing raisins commercials, and they're still gross. The California raisins? Yeah, is that I what guess. he's talking about? Mm-hmm. Think so. Uh, I mean, raisins are used in a lot of things. I don't. I don't. I bet people. All these people objecting to our not complete dismissal of raisins eat more raisins yeah. than they suspect I, because they're in all kinds of baked goods. Yeah, I don't eat any raisins. Mm. Yeah, you should. Get raisins entirely out back. I mean, here. there's raisins in cinnamon rolls sometimes. Not the ones I eat. Okay. I don't eat cinnamon rolls. Uh, this is from Dugout. Who eats cinnamon rolls? I don't know. You go People to, you're trying out a new coffee treats? place. They are and, delicious. You know, but... I don't drink coffee, so it's like, what am I going to do? Just stare at my wife drinking coffee, or am I going to snack on something? It's it so would be weird if you that stared at her while she drank coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Um, Alright, Dugout Derby. Buy or sell, Angelton Simmons finishes in the top seven shortstops for Roto. Top seven shortstop, Angelton Simmons. I mean, top seven at shortstops, like top 18 at any other position. Well, the six are taken care of. Right, yeah. the six. So is he just the best non-stud at shortstop? No, because just... Elvis Andrews, remember? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't sell that. I'll, I'll sell Elvis Andrews, Trevor, Trevor Story. I'll still. I do give Simmons a chance in points because he so rarely strikes out. But even then, I'm going to sell it. And he doesn't walk that much. 
Yeah. Now, Scott, we should talk about this. You're, you're, you know, kind of the prospect guy. Not all three of you guys, you and two and Heath talk no prospects, but, but Scott wasn't on when we got the question about Brendan Rogers. Is that it? Yeah. Yes. And whether or not he could take over, there. <laughs> whether or not he could take over for Trevor Story. And Story has been about as bad as it gets. What, what do you think about that? Well, Brendan Rogers is 20. I think, and it's a long shot. I guess he did just get promoted to AAA after a ridiculous, stellar performance at AA, which was kind of a relief, a because he hadn't really lived up to the hype in the and the lower minors, and b no, he got promoted to AA. Oh, he got promoted. Okay, so he just okay, so he put up ridiculous numbers in the California League, which is a hitter friendly league. So, you know, those numbers aren't totally. Um, totally uh you shouldn't take him totally at face value but he's only 20 and just promoted to double a i think he's at least a year away probably even a little more and um by that point dj lemayhew might be a free agent and we're talking about trevor story moving to second there's also the possibility that ryan mcmahon another rockies prospect who's even further up the ladder and has been playing some second base though he's naturally a third baseman uh, maybe he enters the second base discussion. So the bottom line is things could get interesting here for Trevor Story if he doesn't make hay here in the next couple months. Okay. Keep an eye on that. Now, uh, this is from Caleb Edelman. Buy or sell. Salvador Perez does not fall apart in the second half. Uh, let's just stop there. Buy or sell that Salvador Perez does not fall apart in the second half. You know, Heath and I were looking at this the other day. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but... He's actually not one of the top players in innings caught this season. He's not, huh? I think he was seventh when we were looking. <laughs> Interesting, because he is, he does lead in at bats, or he's second in at bats. And I didn't think he was playing anywhere other than catcher, but I, I guess I, I, I mean, that's something I could easily miss. He hardly walks, so at bats. Right. Yeah, Plate appearances may be a better gauge. He's seventh currently in uh innings caught. Now, he's not far off number six, but you know, he's not maybe you're more worried about Martin Maldonado well, well, falling off this year. He somehow yeah, leads I baseball mean, in innings caught. I, I the the thing with Perez is it's just it's been so consistent over the years. Um He's only caught sixty games. But, he's DH'd eleven times. Yeah, I like I just don't even really the the upside of selling this of assuming he's going to quote unquote fall apart in the second half like I, I don't really get what the upside is because Salvador Perez is one of three good catchers in the first half here. <laughs> so you're gonna dump him and, and live with a bad catcher. I mean maybe if the return is great enough, but if the return yeah. is great enough you'd this wouldn't even be a factor. You'd just trade him anyway. Yeah. I guess you could be gutsy and like pick up Wilson Ramos if he's still available and then trade Perez for, you know, an, an upgrade at any other position. Like I just I don't have that much confidence in Wilson Ramos. We've hyped him understandably because it's a weak position and he had a great year, but it was an isolated year and he's coming off a major yep. surgery. There are no guarantees he play he starts more than 3 times a week or gets back to doing what he did last year, which was an aberration. And it's it, it's kind of like like what we're seeing with Tom Murphy. We we were all really excited about the talent level. He's barely played. Devin Mezzarocco might be an even better example of Wilson Ramos, where we've seen elite production. And Devin Mezzarocco's actually been really good this season. It's just he only catches three times a week. Yeah. 
Buy or sell from Jeff. Jonathan Lucroy is droppable in a points league. Jonathan Lucroy droppable in a points league. I'd almost uh, buy it more at a roto league. I mean, the strikeout rate is so low. It's, but he's it's a top almost like catcher in a roto league. All right, well, let's say like a head-to-head categories one catcher league, which I play yeah. in a league like that. I mean, points this is better format is my point because, I mean, kind of like Yadier Molina, even when he's not very good, he's still among the top points options. Part of that's just because he plays so much, but part of it's because it's he doesn't lose points on strikeouts the way most players do, and LaCroix's at least in that boat. So, so sell. Yes, he is. I I feel very confident he's going to be a top ten points catcher, and I still have him ranked fourth just because maybe he'll get hot. From Nick, buy or sell. Starling Marte will be a top ten outfielder when he comes back. Starling Marte, top ten. Top ten outfielder. I will sell that. He's getting very close, right? Yeah, he's right after the break, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I think we all had him as a top ten guy coming into uh, the season, right? I didn't. I had him in my top 15, but that was before Aaron Judge came along. That was before... Um, Stanton's bounce back. Yeah, Stanton's bounce back. George Springer's been kind of a best-case scenario. Why don't I tell you the yeah. top ten Roto outfielders? Okay, top ten Roto outfielders as of Friday. Aaron Judge, Charlie Blackman, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, George Springer, Cody Bellinger, Corey Dickerson, Marcelo Zuna, and I think Jose Ramirez is ten. No, Adam Duvall is ten. Ramirez is nine. Adam Duvall. I mean, I'd rather have, when when Marte's back, I'd rather have him than Duvall. Uh, We'll see what happens to Bellinger between now and then, but as of today... I would I would expect him to be better than Bellinger from that point forward, better than Ozuna. So, uh, all right, here here are the three guys but, I could see him leaping okay. in my top twelve. Okay, JD Martinez, Chris Davis, Yoenis Cespedes. Those are in your top twelve. Those three are in my top twelve. I, none of those three are in my top twelve. So I already have guys who've leaped them. Let me see who's in my top twelve. If this is good to listen to. I mean, the thing about uh, those three guys is that they're all power guys and yeah. Marte is so different. So that's kind of a specific. Yeah, know, that is, that thing. is true. I mean, if we're talking categories, uh, I mean, he, Marte excels in batting average and stolen bases, which are two of the harder categories to fill this year. I mean, he's going to, he's going to hurt you in home runs probably by today's standards. Let's be cowards. Push. Push. I'm. I'm not gonna be a coward. I'm going. To, I'm a coward. I'm going. What was the question again? <laughs> Top ten. Buy or sell? I sell it. Okay. Now, if you combine the two, if you want to be a coward, you can sigh or bell. I'd say. <laughs> sigh bell would be a good name. Sigh bell would be a sigh or bell. Okay. Sigh or bell. Will Myers <laughs> will have a second half surge. Buy or sell? Will Myers second half surge? You know, it's. I was looking at Will Myers yesterday as a uh, well. I'm sorry, on Wednesday as part of my Enough is Enough column that came out Thursday because I feel like he's been underwhelming this year, but his number, like he's been more or less, like his flash line's exactly the same. His, his home run pace is actually a little better. He's hit for a higher average than he did last year. The strikeouts are up. 
Yeah, he's but struck even, out 30 times in every month so far. But even that, it's, it's not like it's led to this ridiculously high Babbitt that is obviously unsustainable. He's He's been just as good as he was last year, it, which I think shows just how much better first base and, and, and the offensive environment has gotten. General. Like, even from last year, it's gotten better. This first is, I think, the, the telling thing. In 2015, he had a 763 OPS with a 112 OPS plus. 100 is average, so... In 2016, he had a 797 OPS, a 114 OPS plus. This year, he has an 829 OPS and a 117 OPS plus. So, his OPS has improved 66 points since 2015. But he's only been about 2.5% better than league average. Mm, that is interesting. Just because of how much the offensive environment has changed. And Myers is another guy who is different, who is better in different formats in <clears throat> categories league where the plate discipline doesn't matter. He is the number 12. Yep. First baseman, which is really impressive. Uh, better than Jose Abreu. You know, basically the same. Better than Eric Thames. So, so, you know, it, it's sort of, well, the question is, will he have a second half surge, I guess? I, I don't think he could get better, really, than, uh, than he's been. So I, I sell it. And, uh, I, I'll add another, another player like that who you feel like has been a lot worse than he, when really he's been about the same as last year is Jackie Bradley. Yeah. He, yeah, the slow start really hurt him, and then the knee injury. Yeah, the, here's yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because because with Jackie Bradley, like he got off to such a slow start, and we kept saying probably shouldn't drop him because he's so streaky, and mm-hmm. and he gets and when he gets hot, Jackie Bradley gets like as hot as anyone in baseball. So I'm a, I'm slightly discouraged that his hot streak has just been like good and not otherworldly. Now maybe well, he'll just be a more consistent player this year, Adam. You know what this means? Oh no! What he just has to make up for lost time. It's going to happen at no, some point. No, but he's not. That's that's what I'm saying. Like he he definitely got hot and he's definitely been good. And I I I start him every week in my five outfielder league. But Bradley, I was hoping he was going to go on like an epic tear. Maybe this means his lows won't be as low as what we're used to seeing. He's still a young player. We don't know everything about Jackie Bradley, but I was hoping he'd get hotter than this. Uh, like, like some hot wings of Buffalo Wild Wings. Great time to go to Buffalo Wild Wings because whoever invented summer was obviously a sports fan. They didn't even try to hide it. They gave it playoff hockey, playoff basketball, and the opening of both soccer and baseball. It's, it's a clear display of favoritism. And the other seasons didn't stand a chance. With three months of clutch playoff drama and the awakening of new seasons, it's clearly the work of a sports fan. They may as well have called it sports season. In fact, as Buffalo, at Buffalo Wild Wings, they do call it sports season. Don't ever call it summer. That's not what it is. It's sports season. They're just waiting on the legal change. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. All right, guys, we'll finish up about 10 minutes or so with some emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. From Marquise, Adam, I turned 40 on Monday, July 3rd. Happy birthday! Can you and the guys discuss which players will end the season with more home runs than my age, 40? In years, so Chris doesn't try any funny business. I don't know what that means. I don't either, but I'll take it as a compliment. Okay. And what uh, each player's value well, – I'm not going to do that. How many players will finish the season with more than 40 home runs? Oh, my goodness. Two. Uh, two, that's it? What? Are you out of your darn mind? Three. Uh- <laughs> I'm trying to pull up the home run leaders. So okay, I can... there are 14 players with 20 home runs. Of those, I would say Aaron Judge definitely gets there. Uh huh. Giancarlo Stanton, 
No. Gigantic Giancarlo Stanton no, size asterisk. No. <laughs> Giancarlo Stanton gets there. First time ever. After that, I think the best options are Cody Bellinger, who's 16 away. Mm-hmm. Chris Davis with a K, who's 19 away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be right. Like, they're, they're I don't feel that good about anyone else. I don't think Marcelo Zuna gets there. Springer? I don't think Joey Votto Springer's gets there. Springer's 16 away. Springer? I said he's a sell-high candidate yesterday. I got to stick with my guns, or four days ago. And then, I mean, there's there's a chance some of these people who aren't quite halfway to 40 just have better second halves. I mean, I think it's going, like, I can't say everybody who has 20 home runs to this point is going to have 40 either, but enough of them will, and enough who aren't even among that group will, that I, I think it's going to be more like I will say six, seven. How good does my bold prediction that two players hit 50 home runs look? Looks pretty good. Well, you're only giving 240. What that was before the season, though. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Eben Encarnacion is a dark horse. He has only 17 home runs, but the last last five years he's hit 42, 36, 34, 39, and 42. So three of the last five years, 39 or more home runs. Uh, so I'll call it. I'll say five five people get there. Scott, did you give a number? I gave six or seven. I'll, I'll go seven. Right. Big year. Somebody remember this. I'm gonna look like a genius. <laughs> yeah, well I'm not gonna remember it, so good you can just say whatever you want. This is from Sean in Kingston. Hey Marco, Joe, and Francisco. Anybody? Me either. I, I have no idea. Yeah, no. Uh please tell me who you drop in a ten team head to head categories league. You have to drop one. Faria, Peacock, Jimmy Nelson, Nola, Hamels. Faria, Peacock, Peacock. Nelson, Nola, Hamels. Peacock pretty easily. Uh, I kind of hedge with him and Nola, but um, but I go Peacock too. Okay. This is from John. Grade the trade. I need to replace Trey Turner. Give up Dylan Bundy. Get Jose Ramirez. Whew. Well, I don't – first of all, I, maybe maybe you had Trey Turner starting at second, and so that's how Ramirez fills in. He's not normally a shortstop Ramirez, not normally eligible there. I'm this going, is great. I'm going to find this email and respond to it on Friday because there's no way we can wait to let this guy know on Monday. I already that he did needs it. To do this. I already did it. He needs to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. too like like I Dylan even Bundy's, without the Turner losing Turner yeah. and needing to fill in for him. This is like a terrific sell high of Bundy. Yeah, this is an that's that's an A plus from Auburn. Rick Porcello just became available in my league. Is he worth the waiver wire ad? What do you think his fantasy value will be rest of season? Rick Porcello. If I, if you're, if you're in such a league that you have to question whether he's worth adding, then it's probably not that big of a deal if you add him. I, I don't think he's going to have this massive turnaround in the second half where he reenters the Cy Young discussion or he's whatever. He's probably just, a high three ZRA guy. I mean, he's had some bad luck. He, he's, Second, I think, in Babbitt this year, but he's also giving up a ton of hard contact, and I I would be surprised if he got his ERA below four by season's end. You know what you should do? Read Scott's twelve studs that I'm done with column on CBSSports.com. Yeah, or, or as I've been that. calling it on the uh, podcast, enough is enough. Enough is That's enough. What, it's the same column, but basically, <laughs> it's twelve players who, at the midway point, I'm ready to say aren't going to turn things around. Here's an email from Chris Dan in Lansing, Michigan. First of all, the Towers serial Mount Rushmore is greater than the Heath Cummings serial Mount Rushmore. Captain Obviously. Crunch of all varieties is phenomenal. He didn't even spell Captain Crunch right. 
This is opinions invalid. <laughs> it's C A P apostrophe N. There's no T in there. Right. Chris. He didn't even yeah. write Captain. He just wrote. He didn't. He put the T in there, but he didn't spell it out. Like C A P T N. He wrote. That's like I feel a like combo. It's time for Captain Crunch to get uh, promotion. Admiral. Let's make him like Commodore Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second. Our league has one minor league slot, and I've had Giolito in it for two years, thinking I'd rather go with a hitter, as they seem to have the best quick-to-help outcome as of late. Uh, should I drop Giolito for any call-ups? And he gives a list of those who are owned. But is there a hitter that you would drop Giolito for? Uh, there's probably more than one at this point. Lucas Giolito um, has been bad. 486 ERA. A lot of walks, a lot of home runs, a lot of hits. Strikeout rate's still pretty good, but not elite. Um, Scott, you might know who? specific names, who but I specifically don't mind dropping Lucas Giolito at this point. Like, he wouldn't moment. be the top pitcher I'd own, even if I if I couldn't think of a better hitter with the ones that are already owned. Moncada and, and Rosario are the two clear front runners among prospect stashes, I feel like, right now, but they're owned. Um, if Glaber Torres is still available, obviously he's not going to help you this year, but he would probably be uh, the number one hitter on my list from a long-term perspective. I might swap Giolito out for Reese Hoskins yep. at this point. Um, is Giolito still a top 20 minor league guy for you? Did I, did I think this or actually say it? Brent Honeywell? Well, I would, yeah, Brent Honeywell would probably be uh, a higher choice. <laughs> I did say it? No. I didn't. Just, <laughs> just that you had to ask. <laughs> Chris has a nice laugh. I like Chris's laugh. And he laughs easily. Uh, Are you done with that That thought? So I, move on? I think so. What about Brent Honeywell? Uh, I do a prospects report every week, so you know, you'll have plenty of suggestions. CBSSports.com slash fantasy slash baseball. Go check it out. In fact, next week I'm going to have a mid-season top 25 at least. Whoa! So you'll get Boom. all your answers there. All right, we next email. Chris also doesn't like my music tastes. You know what, Chris? We don't like the way you spell captain, so... So we're I liked it. I liked By the way, do you know this. how to spell Fruit Loops? This is the the goofiest serial spelling. I feel like yeah, it's a bunch of O's. Right? You just gave it up. Yeah, because yeah. well, they're they're O's. F R O O T L O O S. There's like three levels to that wordplay. <laughs> uh, hey, th- I don't know who wrote this. Hey, fantasy snap, crackle, and pop. Who are some pitchers who may have innings caps in the second half? Uh, well, you can just go on. Any website that tracks people's age and look at anyone under the age of 25, and there's probably a 50% chance they've got an innings limit. Um, McCullers is the obvious one. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's the S- one who really worries me. Bundy. Severino is an interesting case. Severino, um, I don't think is going to be too bad, but I, there will be some questions coming up. You know, late August probably. Um, Jordan Montgomery won't, I don't think. We looked it up the other day. He's at he's his career high is about 140, so he should be good. I don't they think might not Sean, even need I him think Sean Manaya is mostly safe too. Um, Sean Newcomb probably okay. He threw 140 innings last season. He's only at 81 right now. He's got a lot of way to go. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be too bad. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a lot of panic. It's it's mostly McCullers. 
you know, the time the time Paxton's already missed, I think he's okay. Yeah, he'll probably be fine. Because he was like 130 or 40 innings last year. Yeah. So I think maybe once, when we're about into August, that's when you really think about aggressively shopping the colors. But even then, you don't want to sell low on him. The idea of selling him at that point is to get full value for him. Yeah. Yeah, he he gives a list in his email of names though of, of uh like Jason Vargas, Alex Cobb, Lance Lynn, players who are coming off injury. The veterans I'm not so worried about. Cobb is kind of in the in the middle like he's a veteran but he's not Jason Vargas is like 34. Lance mm-hmm. Lynn is in his 30s. And and the Cardinals have explicitly said they're not going to yeah. fall back on Lynn. I think he might actually be a free agent this offseason. Yeah, he is. So what what so incentive they do they have to hold back? And yeah, finally, um, just got two emails here to end the show. Fantasy baseball at cbsi.com. They're both about Josh Donaldson. Brian wants to know if Josh Donaldson's age is starting to catch up with him. Yeah, I had a couple people ask me on Twitter, what's wrong with Josh Donaldson? Which caught me by surprise because I feel like he's been great since coming back. I guess it's been about a stretch of 10 days where he hasn't hit so well, but I mean, come on. It's, <laughs> it's not nearly enough yeah, of an like- example to worry. Strikeout rate's a little up, but not at an alarming rate. He's still hitting for pretty good power. I Like, he's been, like, I don't know, 95% what you hoped for in every category, and so the the sum total is disappointing, but I think he'll be okay. Six home runs and 107 at-bats since returning. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a perfectly fine pace. Yeah, just not evenly distributed. He got really hot and then really cold. Yeah. Maybe he had a big weekend. Who knows? Uh, grade the trade Maybe. from from Dan from Grafton, Ma- Grafton, Massachusetts. Uh, give Jacob Degrom, get Josh Donaldson in a ten-team roto league. Give Degrom, get Donaldson. I don't think I want to give up the pitcher. I mean, I don't know yeah. what his third base alternative is in a ten-team league. You you really do need to have a good third baseman. But you know, if you have Rendon there, even if you have like Kyle Seager there or Adrian Beltre, I think I'd rather stick with the pitcher, which is. The replacement levels pit, at pitcher is so much lower. Yeah. That That's the yeah. big thing. So here's the thing. If we were drafting today, I, I, I feel like I'd if we, still, yeah. yeah, I feel like if we did this exercise, you would take, you would take, uh, Donaldson over to Grom. I feel like you yeah. would. Yeah. I want it at this point. I mean, I don't, I don't think Donald, if we're redrafting today, I don't think Donaldson's a first round hitter, first of all. And I've already said, you know, I'll take a hitter in the first round, but then two, three, four, I'll probably go pitcher. So I would, I think, legitimately take DeGrom ahead of Donaldson. All right. I, yeah, that's fine. I'm not really disagreeing. I just think that I, – yeah. I, this is like the same thing with quarterbacks. We always say, wait on quarterback, wait on quarterback, and nobody waits on quarterback like Chris Towers. But then by, by midseason, these elite quarterbacks are freaking killing it, and we'd say something like, hey, we get a grade to trade. Would you trade Doug Baldwin for Aaron Rodgers? And we say, yeah, do it. But nobody is taking Aaron Rodgers ahead of Doug Baldwin in drafts. Not nobody on CBS, really. So I will, Adam. Okay, I haven't done a fantasy football draft for the new season yet. I will take Rodgers ahead of Baldwin because I agree with you. But that that gets into, like, in the draft you've got uh, – we don't need to talk about the specifics <laughs> of it. But, like – but actually, that actually, no, the logic is is consistent and applicable here. You draft Josh Donaldson, or I don't know if the, well said. You know, well said. Well said. So have a great Fourth of July, everybody. Happy birthday, Chris <laughs> Towers, man! Happy birthday, really, twenty six. Thank you for that very natural 
Uh, you know, yeah. Thank you, dude. Are you thirty yet? No. How old are you now? I turned turn twenty nine. All right, one more year of fun. Uh, for Chris and for Scott, I'm Adam. Thanks all for listening for to this mailbag show. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Enjoy the fourth. Week.